Hey everyone, this is Dr. Nick Hoffman at the Marist School. Welcome to Tales from the Social Studies Department, the podcast where the students tell you the stories that they wish were on the curriculum. Hey, welcome to the podcast. My name is Will Dosser. I'm here with my other co-hosts. Barrett Fagan. James Cochran. Gavin Pinto. Today we're going to be talking about the assassination of JFK and the conspiracy theories that go along with it. Barrett, do you want to start us off? Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to do a quick uh, little run-through of the facts that we have been uh, reported by the FBI. Um, So we do know that this took place on November 22nd, 1963. JFK was in Texas for a political campaign, and his wife, who rarely traveled with him on political trips, decided to fly with him because they really needed to win Texas. Interesting that she chose to fly with him, which she rarely does. Um, for their political campaign, they took a motorcade ride through Dealey Plaza in downtown Dallas, Texas. The limo had been specially made and flown in with them from D.C. During this motorcade ride, JFK was shot twice, once in the throat and then again in the head. Texas governor received multiple gunshots, wounds, one going through his lung and then striking his wrist. According to the FBI, Oswald positioned himself on the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. He was a self-described Marxist and tried to defect to Russia in 1959. According to the FBI, Oswald used a 6.5-millimeter Italian carbine rifle that he had bought for 1995 the day before. Lee Harvey Oswald was convicted, and they said he acted alone. This is only the fourth presidential assassination in America since its founding less than 200 years ago, and it was the first assassination since the Secret Service has been created. Lyndon B. Johnson had become president 99 minutes after JFK's death on the plane ride back to D.C., which also contained JFK's body. Jackie, his wife, kept her bloodstained suit on and refused for it to be cleaned. It has yet to be cleaned and lies in the National Archives. They will not be revealing the suit to the public until the year 2103, according to the family's wishes. All these have... All these events were captured on camera using an 8mm home movie camera by Dallas businessman Abraham Zapruder, which Lifetime magazine later bought for $150,000. So, Barrett, I have a question. Like, How did um, JFK get shot if he was riding in his typical presidential motorcade? Um, so the presidential motorcade, he decided to have the top down on his limo, and his seat was raised a couple of inches so he could wave to the crowds. I mean, I guess that is a good idea because, like, as you said, they needed to win Texas. But, I mean, it seems a little bit risky just being by the fact, like, he drove right through Town Square, which has a bunch of buildings. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I think that they had a little bit too much trust in their Secret Service ability of clearing out these buildings and not being able to spot out potential threats. Well, now that you talk about the Secret Service, that's kind of ironic because one theory that I heard that um, about JFK's assassination was that um, the Secret Service accidentally misfired and shot JFK because the bullet shots that went through um, JFK seem to have been, like, I think it's been called the magic bullet. They have a weird trail on them, so it seems like they're making a zigzag from the initial entry point. Uh, yes, um, data released from the FBI shows that, that they believe that it was shot from up a high vantage point, which is how it got that specific trail, but they haven't released details on the exact trail, which is a little bit suspicious on their behalf. And I think it's weird with the Secret Service conspiracy as well, because, like, it'd be weird to have the Secret Service aiming guns at the president. But then again, you never know. It's 1964. Anything can happen back then. <laughs> On God. All right. 
All right, so um, guys, one of the first conspiracy theories I wanted to bring up was one related to the mafia and how um, maybe the bullet wasn't initially intended for JFK. Maybe it was intended for his um, his brother RFK. So, in case you didn't know, RFK was like heavily against the mafia and um, the greater organized crime. So, what he did is he was an attorney and um, he used most of his time and energy to try to prosecute these um, these big mafia bosses. So, um. But the, the public really loved this, clearly. So JFK brought in RFK as his uh, attorney general. So now RFK had more time and resources to be able to um, fight this organized crime. So these mafia bosses were um, pretty angered by that. So it is believed that they um, might have began a plot to try to take him down. So one of RFK's main targets was a trucking mogul named Jimmy Hoffa. And he was um, he was he had many colluded ties with um the mafia because with his he could hire um people to uh work on his trucks for cheap and he could also transport like drugs and other things for the mafia so rfk was greatly against this but he couldn't actually catch rfk or he couldn't actually catch hoffa because he was a little bit too slick so he tried to catch him on rico charges so he tried to catch him for racketeering and other things like that so he he goes against hoffa and um, another thing RFK tried to do was um, he tried to uh, he put or actually he ended up putting him in prison for eight years. So this was this was pretty bad for the mafia people. And then also um, JFK angered the mafia when he uh, went in on Cuba because when he went to Cuba um, he actually shut down a bunch of Cuban casinos that were owned by the mafia. So they lost a lot of money. But yeah, so. I, I don't actually know. Was RFK uh, near JFK during the assassination, or he he was? And um, also, the two mob mob leaders, two mob leaders on their deathbeds, said that um, uh, that they were a part of the killing. So I mean, it's believed that's believable. And wasn't wasn't RFK also assassinated later when he was running for presidency? Was that him, or was that a different that Kennedy? RFK. That was RFK. Yeah. Maybe that had some mafia ties as well. It is my understanding that RFK was not in the car with them. He wasn't in the car with them. However, he was um, nearby during the assassination. And some people believe that RFK was the initial target, but people, they just decided to kill JFK instead. I mean, granted, it is a conspiracy theory, so. So you're saying this is a revenge? Possibly. I guess we'll never know. So I actually have a second theory that's uh, also related to the mafia, but a different uh, theory as to how JFK was killed. And this is popularly known as the Jack Ruby theory. So if you don't know who Jack Ruby is, he is the Dallas nightclub owner who killed Lee Harvey Oswald um, after Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated JFK. He stepped out of a crowd of reporters under the Dallas police headquarters when Lee Harvey Oswald was taken in, and he fired one round from his uh, 38 Colt Cobra revolver. Um, and he told police that he had been mourning since JFK's death, saying that he loved JFK, and the police said it was to the point of insanity. Um, and he felt as if he was called to kill Oswald. And the 1964 Warren Commission, which, if you don't know, is the official uh, investigation of JFK's assassination, concluded that Ruby was five blocks away during our, during JFK's assassination, which would place him away um, from the scene of the crime. 
But when the U.S. government began to release documents about JFK's assassination in mid-2017, they released a document, document 321-49267, that contradicts what the Warren Commission says. I have a quote from the uh, document here. Recently, a group manager in the Dallas, Dallas Intelligence Division received information from a confidential informant that might be helpful in the investigation of the Kennedy assassination. The informant stated that on the morning of the assassination, Ruby contacted him and asked if he would like to watch the fireworks. He was with Jack Ruby and standing on the corner of the Postal Annex building, facing the Texas School Book Depository building, where Leah Harvey Oswald was at the time of the assassination. The informant's name was Bob Vanderslice, and he relayed this information in 1977. And the file also states that right after the shooting occurred, Ruby left toward the Dallas Morning News building without saying a word to Vanderslice. If Vanderslice was indeed telling the truth, this document would put Ruby at the scene of the crime and seem to imply prior knowledge, given the quote-unquote fireworks. Ruby had had a long-time association with organized crime, and so Oswald may have been the one to take the blame and Ruby the one to silence him. It's possible that Ruby got into major debt with the mafia and had to re take out Oswald to repay his debt. When he was interviewed by the Warren Commission in 1964, he spoke of being in danger, claiming he wished to tell the truth but couldn't unless he was in a safer location. The lack of police power of the Warren Commission prevented them from granting him the safety. He died of an embolism in 1967, and the truth was kept hidden. So do you think that... Uh Mr. Ruby here could have tried to kill Oswald to try and, like, cover up his secret. Do you think he thought Oswald would snitch? Well, the theory at this time is that Oswald potentially was hired by the mafia to take out JFK. As James spoke about earlier, JFK and the mafia had some beef, and RFK and the mafia had some beef. So it's possible that Oswald was supposed to kill him, and then um, Ruby was hired to silence him. Uh, so I have a question about the Warren Commission. Was that formulated by the government, or is that just a group of fans of JFK that wanted to investigate? It was actually established by President, President Lyndon B. Johnson through the Executive Order 11130. But despite being a presidential commission, they did not have police powers, which prevented them from moving Oswald or moving Ruby to a safe location to get the truth out. So do you think that that could have a connection to the LBJ theory, and maybe the investigation has been corrupt, and that's why he wanted to start that? We do have an LBJ theory coming up, but that could be connected. The fact that Lyndon B. Johnson um, was the one who established the investigation, potentially he had some say in how the investigation uh, took place. So the LBJ theory is pretty interesting, because although he is vice president, he did not have the greatest affection for, like, John F. Kennedy. So and um, Linda B. Johnson was born in Texas, and the assassination did also occur near Johnson's hometown. And maybe some some people think that Johnson could have assassinated him in order to advance his own position in the government. And a lot of people, including 20% of Americans from 2003 Gallup poll, believe that LBJ was involved. And from one source, from USA Today, we have a quote that says, in 1968, Kennedy's personal secretary, Evelyn Lincoln, wrote in her book, Kennedy and Johnson, that President Kennedy had told her that Lyndon B. Johnson would be replaced as vice president of the United States. That conversation took place on November 19, 1963, just three days before the assassination of President Kennedy. 
So if Lyndon B. Johnson thought his position in the government was being threatened by JFK, that could have been enough justification for him to, you know, pull the trigger or have someone else pull the trigger. And I mean, additionally, uh, Kennedy was potentially going to pull out of Vietnam and Lyndon B. Johnson had some financial uh, tie-ups tie-ups in Vietnam. What do you have to say on that? Well, I mean, if LBJ had didn't want to, or he wanted to stay in Nam, and if it was really that important to him, I guess, if he really had some financial tie-ups, then, and along with his hatred for JFK and all these other things piling up, he may have thought that this was the right time to put an end to his governmental rule. And if, you know, of course everyone wants to have their own vision of, like, I guess what America is. So if Johnson wants that, he's just going to take over by means of force and advance his own position. Also, LBJ, as Barrett said, was very hasty to become president, 99 minutes only after um, he became president. So I think that also kind of provides some validity to this source. Yeah, and if you could jog my memory, please. Um, Is it true that LBJ and JFK had very, like, different political opinions, especially when in office? Well, yeah, uh, Kennedy actually appointed uh, LBJ as his vice president to pull more votes so they definitely did not have the same political opinions, which may have caused a gap between them. And there actually is uh, some supporting evidence for this theory. So there's a woman named Madeline Brown. Um, she spoke on November 5th, 1982 at a news conference at the Dallas Press Club, and she claimed to have an affair with Johnson. And she even claimed she had a son because of the affair. She additionally claimed that LBJ had attended a party with ex-Vice President Richard Nixon, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover and others, which are some pretty important governmental people, the night before the attack. According to uh, Madeline Brown, LBJ whispered into her ear, after tomorrow, those Kennedys will never embarrass me again. That's no threat. That's a promise. Which, I mean, is pretty... If she is telling the truth, that is some pretty indisputable evidence. And is it true that... uh, (coughs) President, that Lyndon B. Johnson and President Kennedy didn't get along because of their different socioeconomic status, because LBJ was known to, known to be a man of the poor, as he grew up poor himself, and the Kennedys were an Ivy League family. Well, yeah, that would obviously make a difference, and I think that's one of the reasons that John F. Kennedy would be considering, like, dropping LBJ from the vice presidential ticket for, as USA Today says, it was North Carolina Governor Terry Sanford at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. JFK wanted to pull out a nom, and Johnson clearly did not. Thanks for joining us. This has been the conspiracy theories behind the assassination of JFK. I'm Will Doster. My name is Gavin Pinto. <laughs> I'm Barrett Fagan. <laughs> and I'm James Cochran. Thank you for joining us. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, the quiet jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Near the village, the peaceful village, the lion sleeps tonight.
from the Social Studies Department is a podcast of the Marist Podcasting Experiment and executive produced by Dr. Nick Hoffman. All views expressed herein are the views of the podcaster and not of Marist School, Dr. Hoffman, or the Social Studies Department at Marist School. Thank you.